It's a plane, it's a bird. It's it's a... All right, we're back for another episode of the Canon Cuts podcast. Here to finally finish up the TV show Euphoria season two. Here we're just going to cover. We'll cover both of the last two episodes because I think that's it's fair. It'll do the show some justice. Um, so we are here to finish up, like I said, Euphoria episodes seven and eight the theater and its double and all my life my heart has yearned for a thing i cannot name respectively so essentially everything that happened during the play so yeah um it's been some time maybe maybe enough time has passed to let it settle but dylan i'll let you go first how did you how did you feel let me let me just ask you this. Did you feel satisfied with how the season ended? No. Um, I think it's a question of two episodes. One episode I loved, and another episode that was a little bit anticlimactic. Um, I think that's the same thing with the other Euphoria, other se- uh, season finale. Season one was a little anticlimactic. Well, Actually, I'm a little more okay with the season one finale because there's a big like musical number explosion, I guess. And I love that exciting number. Yeah, it was exciting. This one, it just faded. The whole season was riding onto this high of, oh, Maddie's going to do something to Cassie because of Nate and Lexi's play. And although there are spurts and Cassie... Uh, the Cassie explosion at Lexi's play was good. And I think Lexi's entire arc, the entire season was very good. Um, I liked a few moments here and there. We can talk about it later, but um, I didn't necessarily like the finale, which is, I guess, I don't know. It doesn't ruin the show or the season because I thought episode seven was a good episode. It did. It, it really amounted to nothing in the grand scheme of things, but I can accept it because it's high school and not everything has to amount for everything. So I can stand just a play episode. And it did. It, it was a Lexi episode and it, it tied into the whole theme of what Lexi was doing. So I can understand that. But overall, uh, the last episode just didn't do it for me. Yeah, I I believe that was that was well put. I, I I too I too didn't think I too didn't think the finale was quite earned for us as viewers. And I almost look back, sorry, I'm not talking the broad sense of things, but looking back when Rue Rue said, oh, I spent the rest of the summer. I mean, this is just a tidbit. One of the things. Rue's saying, oh, I, I spent the rest of the summer sober, which is good. You'll want to see that from Rue. And, and she also denied jewels, which kind of denying your sense of part of that drug. Um, 
I just felt I just felt a little coming from the episodes we had just seen from Rue, and maybe this is her turning a new leaf, but I just felt it kind of came kind of came too soon. Way too soon. It, it, it almost felt it almost felt too easy for her to just change like that. And then yeah, again, I second the thing with I second the thing with uh with you on episode seven. Episode seven was great. And it almost felt I, I don't I don't know. I mean, me looking back, no, episode seven was absolutely fantastic, I would say, with with regards to cin- cinematics, right? For for the dramatics. But yeah, it did feel it did feel episode seven was building to something more. And I don't know. It almost felt like episode seven was the end in a way, if that makes sense. Episode seven was the end and episode eight was, was kind of like to, to uh, dot our I's, cross our T's in a sense, almost, almost like extra work that, I mean, had to be there, of course, because it ended on a cliffhanger episode seven. But at the same time, it didn't. It almost felt I, not that I got everything I need. Well, you kind of do get everything you need from there. And then as for arc, as for arcs, Cassie, Cassie was a, I suppose, I guess Cassie was a good villain. I mean, we'll, we'll get into all the, all the arcs and stuff, but for the, for the story in general, at least for the last two, I felt episodes, episode seven to me felt more of, an ending than episode eight and unfortunately uh, if i have to compare it to season one season one's ending was definitely an ending so maybe it was i was expecting more so of that in that ballpark but you know it's euphoria and like you said it's kind of high school you don't it isn't all that you make it out to be so it, it ended the way it did I didn't feel I didn't I didn't it didn't feel earned to me though. Um it just maybe it would have helped if I don't know what to say. It's weird, it's very strange how it ended because although there are a lot of things I did enjoy and like Rue finally coming around, I did like that, and I'm okay with Rue monologuing what's going to happen like what happened to her how she stayed clean which i don't understand how this show is even going to continue from now because it's really right yeah because the whole show is about rue's addiction so what she's gonna go back withdraw it's just a tedious cycle that has no payoff whatsoever yeah in the short in the short term or at least from where we can see or how we, or what we can tell yeah it unless brew relapses again i don't i don't see any other way how you would have a show because it, i i don't want to say i don't want to say the show was i don't want to the show in a way is a little bit one it it has a little bit become one dimensional especially this season with regards to Rue's withdrawal. 
this season, I think you see more, more of the effects that it has on people and much, you get much more background on why, but it's, it would be hard to have another season where she just withdraws again. Like, where does Rue go from here? Because the entire show is, is how her withdrawal affects the people close to her. And of course, the other characters, but it's she's the main character. So, of course, that's where I'm going to predicate this on. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, gonna, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting dilemma, I guess, to have because you can go in any direction now. But it has it has become a little bit of, of a one trick if if because there is going to be a se- another season. And I hope it's not a, an, uh, I hope it's not going to be a one trick because I enjoy the show. I enjoy it for all its uh, dramatics. Yeah. Um, I. It's 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 very. I, I can't say any other way. It's just strange. Um, I, I, I do want to, the thing is, I do want to see some elements continued, like the Fez stuff. I want to see the Lexi stuff. I want to, um, Cassie, Maddie, Nate. That's interesting. Nate coming to Greek. I can understand Nate continuing the storyline because now he has to choose what kind of person he is. You know, how when he's going through, when he now his dad his dad's in prison, presumably, and he has nothing to be angry about. Exactly, he won. He won, or at least his dad is getting punished for yeah, getting punished thinks, for the things he did to Nate, technically, or yeah. or will be. Yeah, I was just watching the uh, Winning Time HBO show, and it did a good job with Jerry, which I actually like the show. It did doing a good job with Jerry West. How he's he's such an angry person. And uh, Jerry Buss is like, yo, you can have anything you want. There's no price that's too high. And Jerry West goes into depression. And it's, it's someone tells him, like, oh, you're scared that you have no more excuses to fall back on. You hold this, this trauma, this pain in you for so long that you've started to use all your trauma as excuse for things not going your way. Like, what if you have everything you want and yet you don't get the result that you desire? It'll be all because of you. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Which I, I like that. And I think if they tackle that drama with Nate, how it, like in the end, he has everything that he wants and still isn't happy. Then there's something internally wrong with him, not necessarily wrong with the people around him or his dad. It's not all because of them. It's because of him. Right. Yeah. He, he holds some responsibility. Um, and it, it's funny. Uh, I think I was, I was reading something in philosophy where it's, it's this debate of like, um, obviously like your, or however you want to believe the debate is what causation there's universal causation, or you hold some, you hold some responsibility, moral responsibility for your actions. Right. And I mean, as a society, obviously, we do. We punish and reward people for, for their actions, depending on whichever, whichever category they fall. So for Nate, I mean, 
it's definitely it's definitely going to be a decision where he'll like you said he'll have to or or not even i i mean for us as viewers we'll see if nate is truly a good person or truly good person or truly a bad person or whether he wants to be good or wants to be bad because as they closed as they closed out his uh his character this season i mean he he was a good person he was a good person i mean he kind of let his yeah yeah you know he he was a he was a pretty good i mean obviously the the methods in which he conducts himself or conducts the good is a little questionable i.e threatening maddie with the unloaded gun right but i mean giving the tape to jules putting his dad in prison for you know like for rape or or my yeah um is i mean that's good i don't i don't know how else to say that it's because because think about it if it if it weren't if those actions were being conducted by somebody else you would probably say oh this is unanimously good but since it's by nate you know his past you know what he's done to people in the past you're kind of on the fringe but those actions towards the end were very much good i'd say so we'll see if he'll become he'll he'll become what he wants to become hopefully like that yeah um yeah i'm interested about that because it's that is a good because it's still because Nate has layers to his character. With Rue, I feel like they've addressed every layer and it's over. Like her struggle's over. What is going to be what, what's gonna push her over the edge again? And that's up to the writers, you know, do something about that. Um I understand Cassie's Sorry to say weird segue, but it kind of relates. No, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll we'll try to we're gonna try to talk about all the characters, basically their their arcs or how they've what they've started at the beginning to the end, so on and so forth. So whatever segue, however. I understand why Cassie because Cassie wants to be loved yet she's still trying to find her individuality, but I don't think the show did a good job of communicating with that. And mm-hmm. uh, they gave a lot of characters to shine, and they put they pushed a lot of people away in the process. Oh and my I did gosh! Read, yeah. I did read yeah. somewhere how Sam Levinson had beef with um cat cat's cat's actress. Yeah, B- and, uh, Barbara. Yeah, and she or no she, Barbie, Barbie. Excuse yeah, Barbie, me, and Barbie, her, her off the show pretty much. That was insane. I read that too. You know, we should <laughs> we should have come with a disclosure with that at the beginning, but I mean it's fine. But okay, here I'll I'll insert it now then. So I've read, as you allude, alluded to, he had beef with Barbie's character and wrote her off, wrote her character cat off the show, essentially. Literally, you you see her a little bit in the beginning, in the first half. And you don't see her again. And remember, these are eight episodes, so it's not much you're being seen of her at all. Um, and then he also had them working long, long uh, work hours. Did you read on that? 
like 14 hours, like 14 hours, 16 hours. And even better, he would show up to the set with no, no plan. Just, I quote vibes. (laughs) (laughs) You can, you can kind of see it because all it's very cinematic and it's very vibey, the show. Okay, so so you you. But uh, I don't think he just shows it. up unplanned. The shots are too choreographed. It looks too good for it to be vibes. No, because he, he has a cin- he has a cinematographer and they they coordinate. Dylan, he's not the he's not a one man crew, but I mean he is the he is the showrunner. He's the creator. I mean, you would expect him to have plans for this show at least at least coming in on work days. Yeah. yeah okay I, I just i just want to get that out of the way i think that's all there is about on the show i guess itself but of course sorry so you were talking about cassie cassie wanted yeah, yeah. or you didn't think you didn't think they did a good job portraying her struggle with acceptance and yeah. individual expression when certain people's struggles are so out there like rue's struggles are very out there Lexi's struggles are very out there and they communicate those struggles very well. But in terms of Cassie, she, she was making very irrational decisions and it wasn't being explained by her or anybody else. So it, that's why people, that's why you just start disliking her all of a sudden because she's making these irrational decisions and, and you, and you don't, you can't relate to her because you're not, she's not explaining herself or no one else is. I will say one thing I'll, 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 uh, one thing I'll say about Cassie is they, at least they had her accept, I don't know, I guess Euphoria has a good, they have a good, um, when it comes, when it comes to distinguishing the villain, they make that so clear who the villain is, who everyone is against, or at least the characters you, you like or want to like are against. Nate did it in season one. He, he, you, he, I think maybe he said he was, or some, something like that, but he just carried himself in a villainous manner. Cassie, Cassie this, this season carried herself in a villainous manner, and I appreciate the show for at least having these characters who are a villain kind of act or portray themselves. And I guess that, and, and that would also go to uh, Sydney Sweeney's acting. That was great because, you know, it's one thing to have the character and another thing to portray it on screen. So kudos to her. Um, as for her individual expression. Yeah. I, Cassie, I don't know. It's it's weird because Cassie's in this dilemma where kind of all she is is, oh, I want acceptance. Oh, I want acceptance. Whereas I don't like I, I get what you mean with the struggle with individual expression because obviously she wants to be her own person, but she wants to feel confirmed in the same way i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of struggling on how i feel about it 
with regards to yeah i'm just struggling how i feel about it because on on one hand i'm like i think they did a good job but on the other hand i i know what you mean where she's kind of just okay then okay yeah she's kind of just one or the other right which i think you don't think which you see as her not having too many layers or layered because that's true i mean when she doesn't get what she wants in the form of like male acceptance she's or at least this season she's either angry or like bawling or doing whatever and then when she does get that acceptance she's strong powerful almost in endearing not endearing but uh, uh imposing um and that's and that's when she's with Nate by the way but yeah, I mean, she kind of spends most of the season either crying or yelling. And of course, that's she's an emotional character. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess one explanation would be this is high school, so these high schoolers are going to blow it out of proportion. But at the same time, it's like we don't need to be crying like every other episode that sort of thing i just wish it would have been more explicit they didn't they did it in subtle ways but it wasn't that it was the focus wasn't on her uh i think it was either the last episode or the episode before when and during this is during lexi's play when she when her when lexi and cassie's dad were they were drunk and they went to the, i think amusement park and the dad's like oh let's get into the car and go for ice cream or they had yeah. ice cream. It's like, let's go into the car. Yeah, yeah. And Lexi was, oh, let's not go. It doesn't look safe. And Cassie was emphatic to, to go with him, with the dad. And I guess that's, in a way, why she treats all these guys and all these people. Because she, she, she wants to be loved. Like, there's no reason for her to get into the car. She could have easily called her mom or, like, told the situation. Yeah. And the and the dad wouldn't. Yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't feel any. They use that scene to show how Lexi is in the backseat of her life to go back to Lexi's point, which I think they did a good job. But inherently, also showed how Cassie always wants wants to be a part of the love the love train, pretty much. If that makes sense. Yeah, she wants to be the main recipient. Yeah. She'd do anything, even be in a bad situation, to be loved. That's good. And she's always looking for outs for the people who who do love her. Right? Like, yeah. the dad, wasn't the dad an alcoholic or something? What, what happened? He had an accident? Was he drunk uh, driving or something? In, the, in, the, in season one. Remember the dad left him? Yeah. And then he got into an accident. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Susie is the one who likes drinking wine, but I don't know if that makes, I don't think that make that doesn't make her an alcoholic because she doesn't have a problem. I want to say that dad may have a problem. Oh, no, 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 no. He was, uh, what was it? He was a gambler. Was he? 
I think so. Because remember they showed that little flashback. It's funny because I was I was watching Cassie's uh, profile and back in season or in season one, and they showed the dad. Remember at her birthday? I think it was at either her birthday party, no, a family gathering, and he was doing deals or something, or he was receiving another thing. I don't know. He could be a gambler, or he's just a better or some something of that sort. That's besides the point. We're not talking about the dad. But yeah, I, I do like the uh, you bringing up how Lexi's in the backseat. Yeah, it, it's almost like Lexi's in the backseat of her own life, right? Or you could also say Lexi's in the backseat of, well, I mean, we know Lexi's in the backseat of Cassie's life. Backseat as in backseat as in uh, uh she's on the sidelines watching and obviously that's why she was able to i guess make this play because she's not so in her head like every other character um but yeah i guess are you done with cassie get into lexi a little bit there's nothing else to say about lexi it was a good arc she hit all the moments it was great. Yeah, like uh, oh, so this is. A, uh, I also like to say this, even though. Even though certain, certain like aspects of the characters aren't good, the actors all did a great job. It was just the writing was a little bit off in certain areas. That's all it was. Yes. So everyone did a great job. I mean, yeah, like this acting wise, this is a better season than season one. Uh, cinematography wise is better. Music wise is better, except for story wise. <laughs> story wise, I think it was better. Uh, it was better mm. because I would say the first season you didn't know anybody so you're you're naturally compelled this season kept you compelled which i think is a good thing done it's a drama it kept you compelled the first season was first season you just don't know anything so you're not you want to finish it because he's already started it season two has to keep you compelled and you're looking at it with a side eye and it kept you compelled from this missed the landing is all that's what i think it just missed the landing okay Okay. No, if six I, out of the eight episodes are great, and two of them being episode two and the last episode weren't, then the show did a good job. So you're not one. You're not one of uh, re- recency bias. Like, oh, since the last last episode was so so, the show or the story was a little so so. No. If if we're comparing, I'm I, I would prefer season one's storyline even if you are being introduced to the characters and this is your first time seeing them interact with their world and everyone else and each other i still prefer season one takes the win in my book i think because of the nate was more of a villain this time he's more of an anti-hero so um i think he's kind of he's more like conflicted like he has has good intentions he's good intentions but he just doesn't know 
what how how to achieve them without the means he he already knows right like it's hard to change your character after like 17 years <laughs> 18 years so yeah doesn't make him such a great character because he is conflicted and you can see that in every scene he's in he's conflicted yep shout out to jacob lordy for just shouting out every oh no you already said all the actors did a great job um so we talk about nate there's nothing else when nate did a good job i'm not going to talk about all the people that did get gets good because it's already that did well because there's enough going to be said about them your eyes is focused on the things that people didn't do well what about i mean sorry sorry i don't, I don't want to say i don't want to say this after you saying people not not doing well or not getting shown as much what about fezco we'll, we'll talk about fezco and then we'll get into i know oh. what you're trying what you're leaning towards Fez is another storyline i like to see because i want to see the guilt the survivor's guilt that he has he, that, that can go into many ways because now that ash died he's doing everything for a family he can't continue to a family that can't survive his grandmother is he's grandma's on a uh, on a thin thin um thin piece of yarn um ash is dead and the drug business of course is a very complicated profession yeah so I want to see how Fez, all these attempts to try to save the people he loves, and yet he still is unable to. Mm, that can I, go also into Lexi and their relationship. So there are a lot of avenues you can go with Fez. And Fez maybe possibly going back to school, juvie. Fez um, is not going to juvie. I thought he's an adult. Or no, he's a he's a teenager. He's a teenager. He dropped out of school. Mm. He's the same age as a as is ruin them yeah so he'd be just a the beard wow no 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 well no i just thought since he was giving them drugs i thought they would i thought he was uh of age i assume he's i assume he's a kid and uh they act like they're fez acts like he's a kid but he's just mature because he had he to mature. enter the business at such he a young to. age yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he had to. to. Yeah, it comes with the the job. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a good one. Survivor's guilt to see. Yeah, I mean, that's true because he held himself. I mean, he saw himself as he saw him as a little brother ashtray. So it will be interesting how they show that. And speaking of drugs, so I guess. Okay, let me talk about two things truly went nowhere. But I mean, obviously, we know why one didn't. Fesco punching Nate, that never that never led to anything. It only led to like Kyle going to the house once or once and then showing up to see Fesco. Um, but for the most part, it didn't really amount to anything. And then second, Rue kind of using all those all that lady's drugs or ten thousand dollars worth. I mean, I guess that's where they could go, but I believe Rue does say at the end of 
the show or the end of the season. Oh, and I ended up staying sober for the rest of the summer. So did Lori just forget? Did she ever pay it back? And I don't think she ever mentioned it. She literally, literally Rue does not mention anything, nor does the show illustrate anything where Rue made amends or just paid back Lori for the, for the drugs. I don't know. And, and I'm um, sure, and I'm sure, and sorry, sorry. And I'm sure Lori can discover where Rue lives. I'm sure it's not that hard for her to find out where Rue lives. So I guess, I guess that could be a tidbit they could introduce into season three, or at least carry them into season three, lead them into season three. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. There are just so many things undone, like we said. I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I'm okay with those because I, mean, I guess they can be answered. But then again, I don't know how that's going to affect Ru as a, as a person. I guess what addiction catches up to you. <laughs> that's the only, but I mean, it's already caught up to Ru again. So. Yeah, but, but this would be a little different because she hasn't, she's not paying back someone. It's like, it's not even addiction catching up to you. It's more of your past life catching up to you. If, I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to give Rue benefit of the doubt and next season is her actually still being sober, then it would be her past life catching up to her. And when I mean past, I mean only maybe a couple months before or prior to the events. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm okay with just neglecting that. There's always stuff you neglect. and But how come, though? I mean, they made it a big deal. That's the thing. They made it a big deal. So how exactly do you neglect something that big? And I'm sure they're... Knowing the show, I don't think they'll neglect, neglect. It may be, it may be brushed under the rug. Yeah, maybe some brushed under the rug. Do you do you think it'll it'll be a lingering thing though? Um. Again, that's why I didn't see season three. Yeah, but we're just speculating. We're just speculating. What do you think? I, I think it'll come back again. Everything that wasn't addressed will come back again in season three in some way or form. That's what they did with the last season. Things that weren't addressed came back. All righty. Now, now I get into the to my biggest cracks with this season. Hey, yo, what happened with Cat, bro? What happened? I didn't get enough Cat, not enough Ethan. Dominic Fike, not Elliot. Dominic Fike got to got a got a a, a preview a, a new song <laughs> in a TV show. I like that song. It was good. Stop. <laughs> it actually makes sense. No, it was Loki way too long. I was checking. It was the way clock. too long. I'm like, it, it was way too long. But 
it made sense if he shortened it half if he because he just repeated the same thing over again if he just if they repeated half if they cut the song short halfway it would have been a lot better because he's trying to say that um him and rue's relationship are they're bad for each other because they're both addicts so the best thing they do is leave it makes sense and it's no, good in the song but there's no need to have a four minute scene of them cutting back and forth and then looking into each other's eyes <laughs> there's no reason for that i'm like i'm like you guys can film that for dude for dudes like like uh, uh channel on youtube but you don't have to put in this show bro this is the last episode dominic fike good job i guess for for what we saw from you this season but it almost felt it almost felt dylan let's be honest you know we were talking about sam levinson having allegedly having a, a, a feud with Barbie. It almost felt this was in spite. Stuff like this was in spite. Because there's no because you, you don't know you don't know much about Elliot for him to really get a lot of scenes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like he you know they don't make movies around supporting characters. You know what I mean? I mean I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say well I mean he is a supporting character. But he's, but they haven't, they haven't shown him to have more to him. He's just, he's just an addict, and he's friends with Bruin Jules. Like that's literally it. So for him to be playing the piano, it just felt so. It did kind of come out of. It did come out of left field. I do have to say, it came out of left field for me. Because I was expecting maybe we get a little more cat. All, all you get from cat is her is her chasing a uh, Maddie. Essentially, that's 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 what cat does. Just chases Maddie. Which, you know, I guess we'll get into Maddie's character a little bit, but no, dude, I just can't have Elliot playing the piano for too long, too long. He's playing the guitar. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, not the piano. Excuse me, the guitar. Oh my gosh, Dylan! I... Not not to say the finale was bad, but more so him getting that much time to play. Okay, sorry. Let me not sit down. If uh, Elliot getting that much time to play the guitar was just, I think, was a little uncalled for. It does. It does make sense. Don't get me wrong. It makes sense, but it is a little uncalled for. And and him playing the guitar is before the play, right? Because we always flashback. Yeah. So was it before, it was the, before the play? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was Elliot there at the play? Yeah. Yeah. I think that it was at the play. But you don't really cut to him, right? It's only, it's only Cat, Maddie, that one time, yeah. Cassie, Nate, Jules, Rue, Susie. No, you cut, you cut to him. Not, uh, it was just to show that scene, how they they look at each other amicably, but not as friends. I was about to say, dude, can you imagine he gets this scene and he's not even he's not even at the play? 
That would have been wild. <laughs> that would have been wild. But yeah, I guess, okay. So yeah, I just, basically all the time they spent on Elliot character should have spent on Cat. And I mean, I guess for as, as little Ethan we got, we got a little much more Ethan during the play, but that was more so in the scheme of a play. It wasn't necessarily Ethan at that party in season one or at the dance and at the end of one. But I mean, at the end of one, he, he only was talking to her not too much. So, I mean, yeah, he, did, he definitely did get a little more screen time in the play but i wanted but no no but, he had a lot of screen play there a lot of things happened between him and cat and felt earned cat wasn't in the show so there's no reason to put ethan in season two <laughs> <laughs> no he was there at the end he was there at the end literally he was his own dude playing every character in lexi's play i know golly no nobody at the school wanted to be in the play in a war okay another thing Lexi asks, okay, okay, you're the principal of, I think, East, Eastland, East High. I'm not going through plot holes, Sean. No, 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 so you're going to tell me nobody, nobody proofed, nobody briefed her scripts, nobody briefed what was actually going to go on because stuff like that shouldn't be shown in high school, even if it is euphoria, even if it is. And you know what's funny? The audience was shocked as if they don't live in that world. You know what I mean? Like it was almost there's like some some uh, uh, some dissonance, some cognitive dissonance, like bro you're in this world what do you mean you're shocked but i mean i guess that goes for every character right but but still like come on dude i mean people are cheering if i were the superintendent i would have fired this principal can you imagine sending sending your ninth grade daughter to 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 a school play probably they haven't had a they haven't had a play in years decades even only only to see high school boys humping football equipment bro that's just just wild to me <laughs> it was a good play no of course it was a great play but I'm, I'm also talking about a logistical standpoint optics bro if you're the principal <laughs> you give the go-ahead to this you must be no you're some perverted dude, bro. Perverted. At least if you don't if you don't lose your job. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh my goodness. That that's that's literally it was like you said, it's a good show. I I could only think of principal's given the go-ahead or maybe he did proof the scripts oh boy anyway sorry that that was that that was really uh, a whole lot of nothing i just said so let's talk a little bit more about um 
What about Jules, one of the primary characters in season one? I, don't, I forget what her last name is, but Jules. How do we feel about her effectiveness this season? This season was more so she was kind of on the sidelines as well. And also, 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 after Jules, we'll get into this, we'll get into this whole thing of, you'll see. Talk about, talk about Jules a little bit. You know, I never liked Jules. And I like how they discard her at the end. Nothing <laughs> else to say. I never liked Jules from the beginning. So this is. How come? How come? How come? I've already said this before. She, she just goes, goes about her business in a way that affects a lot of people. And it's not as bad as Rude, don't get me wrong. Yeah, come on. But it's still bad nonetheless. She has the same problem as Cassie. An attention problem? I'm just kidding. Yeah, legit attention problem. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you know, Cassie does have an attention problem. That, I think that's clear. That's completely obvious. Yeah, an attention problem. And that's a. Uh... Yeah. But how can you how can you say she has an attention problem when she was literally not seen at all? This she got what yelled at. And that was it, right? Kiss kissing out. She kissed Elliot. She kissed Elliot a couple times. Got yelled at. Talk to Rue at the end. That's that's essentially to sum up Lexi's arc or not uh, Jules's arc. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, and, and, she, and, and she, she tattled on uh, Rue. Yeah, so she cheated on <laughs> cheated on Rue. So you're gonna say, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say, what about Cal? But I mean, dude's kind of looking at a at a sentence, right? You, yeah, you think they're going to throw the book? Depends on the evidence they have. Ayo, <laughs> hey, they might throw the book just, just, for, just for dramatics. I'm just kidding. They're not going to throw the book. Based on the... Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine, Dylan, if, if not only Nate turned in... turned in. Oh, wait, wait. What did he use to turn in Pops? Think the... Not the tape. Because the tape's been destroyed. No, he had other stuff. He, had, he has a whole... Uh... Has everything. It's oh, like a flash. Yeah, dudes. Dude's wild. Yeah. He's on the computer. <laughs> I know two dudes kind of perverted as well, Cal. Yeah. Yeah, he did. It's it's almost that tape was kind of minuscule in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, you think you think Cal might be calling shots from outside a cell or inside a cell? 100 percent calling shots from behind. Zan. No, he's just uh, he's gonna be in prison. I, I don't know. I don't care about Cal in that sense. I was surprised by how well of a character he turned out. They only yes. gone for such a short time. Yes, we're talking. Yeah, sorry, we're talking about. Let's talk about the overall, overall this season. What you got from Cal? I think we're talking about only recent him going to jail or just the last two episodes. But yeah, this Cal was great. I mean, and great and great from obviously that episode, but also him kind of standing up to Nate. I actually, or not standing up to Nate, uh, kind of standing up for Nate a little bit. But that was more so for the family name and also for him as well. Um, 
Who do you think, who do you think is more selfish? Nate or Cal? Actually, that kind of goes for every character. Um, who do you think, oh, who do you think is the most self? Now we're going to get into just, I, I, I can ask random questions. Who, who do you think is the most selfish character in Euphoria? At the, at the end, of course, at the end of season two. Um, Cassie, 100%. Although Cal is selfish, he doesn't really hurt anybody. Cassie hurts a lot of people. <laughs> a whole a whole lot of whole lot of whole lot and of never rant. makes amends for it so it makes him then he tries to make makes amends for it so that's good yeah but the thing with Rue is like Rue, Rue, okay so hypothetically let's say Rue's taking a thousand steps back she's taking maybe like two to four steps forward i mean yeah that's that's progress i guess i guess that's more than what it's better than nothing Cassicans, yeah it's better than nothing what about, sorry, we forgot to talk about Maddie. And I'll, I'll say a few things. This season, Maddie, Maddie was probably, I would, I would low-key have to say Maddie might have been the biggest disappointment. And, and of course, I'm not talking about acting, right? And I'm not even talking about actions. I'm talking about lack of actions. Maddie doesn't do anything this season as well. Like, you know how Kat was pushed to the sideline? Elliot's already a sideline. Jules was pushed to the sideline. Maddie was in the spotlight, but she didn't really do much. It's kind of, have you seen the meme of the, I'm sure you've seen it. The one of Tony Snell, where he's played like 30 something minutes and puts up zero stat zeros in every statistical category of course that's i i felt that was maddie this season she what she talks to minka kelly a couple times tries on a few dresses yells at cassie talks to nate i mean that's kind of <laughs> I, I i don't i don't really i mean nate did go to her home did go to her home and she did have the uh the tape but low-key when you think about it Nate's kind of done with with Maddie. At least that's from what it looks like, because because of the tape, right? That's why we we had discussed that uh, before. Nate was only talking to Maddie, so or staying on good terms with Maddie, so he could retrieve that tape. And eventually, he he just said, "I have to go. I have to by all means necessary retrieve this tape." Right before he had that revelation i don't know uh, maddie's also i mean this is speculative but maddie's also another one where i guess you don't know where she goes from here like or she or she can't really go anywhere because she doesn't really have internal struggle not really maybe maybe the only internal struggle is her not being an aggressive person or violent person um which I guess she does at, at, at the play, right? Until she says, oh, this, uh, uh, we, we got to stop Cassie, or I have to stop Cassie. But, I mean, I don't know. Maddie was kind of in, in the spotlight, but the writing didn't permit her to do much. This season, okay, basically to sum up, for me, 
I, I no no we'll get into that. But yeah, what 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 did you think about um Maddie's involvement? It was very minimal. Uh I guess they she was a looming threat, I guess, to Cassie. And and Nate. You can't forget Nate, bro. She was yeah, a looming yeah. threat to Nate. But then when you realize like the the hold Nate has on her, it's kind of like irrelevant what what hold she she ever had on Nate. And then I don't know, sure she's a threat to Cassie, but them them in the bathroom have they have they reconciled? Or are they just talking? No, no, no. Maddie uh she says it's just the beginning. Because Maddie sees herself in Cassie. Wait, say that again? Young girl vying for an unattainable man. Oh. Cassie has become past Maddie is what you're saying? Cassie's become Maddie. Uh, uh, Like, uh, hold on. Remember in Succession, season three, where... So I don't know why I talk about so many different things, references. Remember Succession season three where they're sitting in Kend- or Kendall's ex-wife's apartment and Kendall talks to uh, Shiv and says, I'm you. That, that's, that's what you think this is? I mean, except it's reverse where maddie is telling cassie she's her or yeah yeah maddie telling cassie she's her that's like it from it so no reconciliation maddie pities cassie i think that was a pity comment Mm. yeah yeah it could be could be so no friend. I mean, all I care about is is how that relationship is. So it's still, it's still mangled relationship. Yeah, without a doubt. So they're just having, I guess, a, a civilized conversation. That's what I mean by the show is finality and anticlimactic. There's built such a big payoff with it. And all you get is running around the gymnasium for a couple of seconds, and then that was it. In a talk, bro. Yeah. And it's like two, a, Maddie, a two line talk and a one line talk. Like a Maddie, dude, if Maddie really wants, she could have beaten Cassie. And and I only mean and I only mean that beating as in, in a way only Maddie could do. But yeah, I just felt, you know, you see the scenes of Maddie doing all these crazy stuff and Cassie, Cassie witnessing some of or one of it, some of it. And I don't know. It's a very, uh, very interesting. So where do you think Maddie's character goes, I guess? Um, reconciling with her anger in some way. I could tell you what, where it's going to go. And it most likely won't because it just depends who Sam Levinson decides to focus on that season. We all know it's going to be Zendaya. Now it's going to be Lexi because everyone loves Lexi. It's going to be Fez because Fez is such an integral part of last season. 
it'll be Nate without it. It literally okay. If we're talking about the the two, sorry. It's so, going to be everyone who didn't have a happy ending last season. So Cassie, um, did Nate have a happy ending? I don't know. Kinda. Zendaya, Zendaya. So Zendaya is always going to be focused on. Kinda. Nate, to answer your question, Nate kind of did. Also, the show is a little bit autobiographical, so it comes from Sam Levinson himself. Yeah. So it could. He might already have a plan, and he has to include some things because it's about his life. That's true. But I mean, it's I think it's autobiographical in the sense of the character is Rue's character is based on him, but everything else is pretty fiction, if that makes sense. Like maybe it, as real as it gets, is possibly the addiction on through on relationships on Rue's really or. Yeah, on Rue's relationships and his past relationships, right? How his former addiction pos- or possibly hurt the people who care about him and he cares about. But I think everything else is kind of fiction to him. Because that, because that, that, the, the show is a little too, it's too insane to be real. I mean, nothing's, nothing's impossible, right? Only inevitable. But, but yeah, I just think it, it would be hard. I'd be hard pressed to find a person who has actually experienced everything each character has gone through or similar. Okay, so my final my final question, I guess, would be I guess name all the character or all the characters. I guess we already said who's the most selfish, right? You said Cassie was. Who do you think is the most selfless? Lexi and Fez, by far. No, you're not Lexi and Fez. They're not a package deal, one or the other. They really are a package deal, Sean. One or the other. Probably Fez. He's willing to take Ashray's fall. He took over the business. It's not a lot, so Fez. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. All right. I guess, to, 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 finally, who do you think, who, who, who were the characters? Okay. Compared to season one to season two, you may have to do a little, a little bit more thinking. Who in this, who in this season was given the spotlight more compared to season one, and then vice versa, who was sidelined in this season compared to season one? Can you repeat the question? I don't necessarily understand it. Who was given the spotlight this season? Basically, which characters were shown much more compared to season one? And then on the contrary, which characters were sidelined compared to their season one? Lexi was given a lot more shine. I can't necessarily say Fez, uh, because Fez only has the first season and his interactions with Lexi, that's it. And then the last yeah, Fez is kind of the glue guy. So, yeah. so I guess would you consider him have having been? Would you consider him a spotlight character? Yeah, he is a spotlight character, and then Cat and uh, K 
cat in a cave. I'll be frog. Oh man, Bob is just. <laughs> I I, I was up for the first episode in dips. So, yeah, I yeah. haven't heard the name McKay in in months, in months. Well, I can be of service. So, Cat McKay, you're talking sideline though. Yeah. Then you said Lexi got Lexi. more shine, which is good. You uh, said Fezco was kind of naturally Fez. All right. It was more of a Lexi season than it was anybody else. Lexi and Rue. No, I would say I would say it was it was it was probably Cassie and Rue. I think they equivalently had Cassie, Rue, and Lexi equivalently had the most shine throughout the season. You think so? Yeah, and then Nate was in his own usual role. He never lost the time. Okay. What about Ethan? What about Ethan? More shine, less shine, same amount. He's he's a minor character. No one cares about him. Yeah, but still, I mean, you can still get more shine. Obviously, okay, okay. Cal got much more shine, obviously. Which was good. We enjoyed that, that little Cal, Cal escapade. What about, okay, what about Gia? Oh, Rue's younger yeah, sister? sister? Um, It's, um, the, she got more time because it showed more. No. But she was still just there. No, she was just there. And I guess you can say that that's what happened in the prior season. Because the only thing I can think of Gia is the carnival and when they're at that Halloween party. Like that's 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 all I can think of. Oh yeah, yeah. She has she had less time because she was actually in the mix earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're talking less time on top of her not even appearing as much compared in season one. She doesn't appear, she doesn't appear as much. Jewels. What about jewels? Less time for sure. To your to your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. I like this season more because it was A more ethereal. B uh Lexi and Fez were in it more, and they're my two favorite characters in season one. And expanded upon them. And then the moments where I had Rue, I didn't like Rue a lot of the season. But when the moments when I didn't like her, this show purposely did not make me like her. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was more so I was about to just say that's yeah, like that's that's a, a show that's the arc the character they want the character to go. And that's good that you don't like her at that at that time. Yeah. So I, I that's good storytelling how to maneuver that around. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Okay, we're good. Yeah. All right, thank you for listening to another episode of the Kenny Cuts podcast. Closing out finally Euphoria. After this, we'll probably Dylan and I will discuss and we'll probably get into either another show or movie review or some other thing I proposed to Dylan about what movie if move if some films should be adjusted, have their ratings adjusted, i.e. G. PG, PG 13R. But yeah, catch you guys on the next one. Uh, it's a plane, it's a bird. It's it's a- 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 a-
Tell you I was acting mad funny. Uh, this year, yeah.